It's been said that the preacher should always have the Bible in one hand and the newspaper in the other. Some days, at least for this preacher, the Bible can be the hard part. Uh, scripture can be difficult to read. But these days, particularly these last two weeks, I'm finding the newspaper so challenging as we watch unbelievable, unfettered, unprovoked suffering, heartless cruelty in Ukraine with our hearts breaking. I will say I have also been uh, at the same time inspired by what President Volensky says, the courage he shows in the face of powerful, a powerful and evil force. I found myself wondering, marveling really about where such courage comes from. And as I thought about that, holding the Bible in one, in one hand, the newspaper in the other, I couldn't help connect what the president uh, is saying uh, with what Jesus says in the gospel we've just heard. Jesus is warned that Herod wants to kill him. Now this is the same Herod who has just killed John the Baptist as a party favor. This is the same Herod whose father killed all the innocent children in Bethlehem, all the boys under two years of old. Um, the Pharisees say, get out of here, get the first bus out of town. But Jesus is not impressed or deterred or afraid. <laughs> he says, you tell that fox that I'm on a mission. This bold statement of Jesus is just part of the larger movement. We journey through this season of Lent as we move toward Holy Week, as Jesus turns his face towards Jerusalem, apparently knowing exactly what was gonna happen to him there. Where does courage like that come from? Where else do we see it? During World War II, Dietrich Bonhoeffer left study on the Upper West Side of New York City to return to be part of the resistance in Germany. He was shortly after that imprisoned and in his prison term, he gathered a worshiping community in the camp and towards the end of the war, during one of those worship services, soldiers knocked on the door, interrupted the worship service, beckoned to Bonhoeffer to follow them. Everybody in the room knew what that meant. This was time for the gallows and Bonhoeffer, after he left, stopped in the door and he looked at the congregation and he said to them, for us, this is the end. For me, this is the beginning. Where does courage like that come from? Desmond Tutu, friend of this parish, uh, before apartheid disintegrated, held a worship service that was supposed to follow a march in opposition to the regime. That march was disbanded, and as the worship service unfolded, armed soldiers came into the service to take down notes about what Desmond Tutu was saying and to bring the worship service to a halt. Um, from the pulpit, Tutu would have none of it. He pointed, <laughs> he pointed a finger at the police who were there to record his words and say, you may be powerful, very powerful, but you are not God and God cannot be mocked and you have already lost. Then after that moment of tension, um, he seemed to soften a bit and he came out of the pulpit and went directly up to these, up to these soldiers and said, since you have lost, since you have already lost, we wanna invite you to join the winning team. 
and the crowd roared and the people began to dance. Where does courage like that come from? We can see it throughout the history of the church. Maybe you can think of example of martyrs who faced persecution and loss of life with courage and sometimes even joy going all the way back to the beginning of the church to, for instance, St. Paul, uh, who was in prison any number of times and went through all kinds of hardships. We read this morning in the lectionary from a letter that he wrote to the Philippian church, a church he loved deeply. Uh, he wrote that letter from a first century Roman prison. So just use your imagination as to what that might have been like. And the remarkable thing about that letter is that every other word is rejoice. And in that letter, Paul speaks about how he is contented in whatever circumstances happen to him. And in the portion we read this morning in church, he says uh, to, this, to these Philippians, he says, your citizenship is in heaven. Your citizenship is in heaven. And it struck me that that is the mark of identity that allowed for Paul and martyrs generations afterwards to approach life with courage. It's really about the identity, that allegiance that freed St. Paul to act in the world in such a way. And we continue to read St. Paul because that vision of our citizenship in heaven is meant for us too. And it's, it's not a vision that ignores the suffering of this time. It's not a vision that refuses to work for justice. It's not pie in the sky. It's not denial of the brokenness of the world, Lord knows. C.S. Lewis put it this way, if you read history, you will find that the Christians who did most for the present world were precisely those who thought most of the next. In recent years in my own spiritual journey, I've wondered a lot about this Christian virtue of courage. We often pray for courage at the end of the Eucharist. Give us strength and courage to love and serve you. That word courage is a wonderful combination of two virtues of bravery and love. Since the word courage is awfully close to the French word for heart. My family, my wife and my two now young adult children have over the years adopted a family verse. It's kind of a mission statement. We really didn't intend for it to emerge, but it just has become part of our, our life together. The verses from the book of Joshua, be strong and of good courage. It also appears in a bunch of other places in scripture. And while we mercifully have not had to face modern day versions of Herod yet, there are all kinds of situations that have called on courage, starting a new school, moving into a new town, waiting for a diagnosis, facing employment uncertainty, facing death of a loved one. We supported each other with a call to courage that comes from the confidence that our citizenship is in heaven. We face these issues with the courage that comes from believing that nothing, nothing, nothing can separate us from the love of God. Our identity there is not a party affiliation or a national loyalty or membership in a church or a denomination. 
our identity located in heaven is maybe best expressed in the baptismal liturgy when the priest says you are marked as Christ's own forever. So we give thanks for the great cloud of witnesses showing courage, including the people of Ukraine right now. We hold them in our prayers. And as we do, we ask where in our lives do we find the need for courage? In those moments, we pray that we, we will continue to be given the grace of courage because as William Sloan Coffin has noted, the world is too dangerous for anything but truth and too small for anything but love. So be strong and of good courage.